Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items, take in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, we are a couple days from uh, 2023 as I record this. I've talked so much over the last couple of days. And again, I have to just remember this is a podcast, so you could be listening to this like three years down the road from now. But we've spoke so much on, I just keep calling it airline support Mageddon. You know, here in, in the Christmas season of 2022, you know, a, a giant storm has really knocked Southwest and, and a lot of other airlines really to their heels. We've seen a lot of breakdowns in the customer support model from, from a lot of them. So it's gotten my thoughts going on a lot of different topics. Um, you know, one of them is, you know, I, which I, I did an episode yesterday where we kind of talked about, you know, the different, what happens when like kind of all hell breaks loose, you need to, you know, quickly figure out how do I get these, you know, hundreds or thousands of calls that we now have in queue that we were not expecting. What do we do with them? And, and again, that's not a, I mean, there, there are a couple of things obviously you can do at that time. But that is more of an infrastructure in, in, in planning, I think, than in, in making sure that you're 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 ready to go with with some of those things. So today I wanted to talk about some ways that we can route calls, because I, I think that was a, a topic yesterday that I kind of brought up. And then I got a bunch of questions, especially on TikTok, um, on on what are some of the kind of the unique ways that, that contact centers can route calls. And I wanted to throw some of these out at you guys. And these are all things that I'm we're doing right now in our call center, right? So I have have some, you know, kind of upfront experience with some of this. Some of this is really cool. I would say 90% of this we're doing because I'm going to talk about some things that I think are coming. Um, some people that I've talked to on on routing calls based on voice um, and personality and those kind of things, which I think is really cool as as the AI model starts to evolve. The first thing is, you know, there, there's two different ways that you can route, right? There's kind of the basic way. There's the advanced way. A lot of smaller call centers think that you know data integration is maybe beyond them. So they just keep their regular telephony platform and you can only do so much with that, right? You can segment calls, you know, based on skills, right? Skills basically is kind of a either a, a department or a phone number. So if you have one phone call, one phone number coming in, 1-800-555-5555, right? It comes into your IVR, you can then segment those calls you know, either based on customer, based on need. So you could have customer support, tech support, you know, logistics, uh, sales. I think we we understand that. 
those can be routed to refs. That's about, you know, there, there's some other ways, and I'm going to talk a little bit on some workforce intelligence things and some AI on, on moving reps here and there. But for the most part, you know, you can get, I guess, pretty technical with that if you want, but it's not that unique or cool. So if you get into the really cool, unique stuff, you have to you know, bring in data, right? And, and we look at routing off of actual CRM data. And it doesn't just have to be their Annie, and Annie meaning their phone number. It doesn't just have to be name. You know, we can go deep into the list if we have fields filled out to route specific customers based on some type of criteria that we have in their CRM. Let's talk a, a couple ways that we can do this. So now we are assuming we have tight integrations with either an off-the-shelf CRM, a Salesforce, a Zoho, a Zendesk, or even a, a full proprietary CRM that maybe your organization uses um, that you have built out. And then through API connectivity, connections can, can be made really no matter what, as long as you know there's fields and there's data that we can quote-unquote read, right? So you know the number one thing is, is I think customer segmentation is a huge a huge piece of the customer experience that not enough organizations are utilizing. So customer segmentation could mean multiple things, but just like off the top of my head, you know, the, the first one that always comes to mind is high value customers, right? So again, I keep using this airlines are kind of <laughs> just right in my head. So let's say, you know, you're a, you know, 5 million miler, right. On XYZ airline you know, you would probably have a concierge and, and, and some special phone numbers for you. But let's just say that you call customer support. Well, as soon as that call then gets answered, it's going to go look at the data, see if anything is tagged of, of you being a high value customer. You are. So then, boom, you can move to the to the front of the queue. Um, you're the next one to get your call answered. So I think that's uh, there's a really, I don't kind of cool example of back in the day. We had, we worked for a very, very large bank and one of the uh, board of directors had their card declined for some weird reason. We are heavy in queue and that person, you know, waited in queue for like, they said 10 minutes was probably like a minute 30, right? But anyway, they waited um, and we heard about it. So after that, we, we made sure that, you know, we find out who the board of directors are. And again, it's very, probably very bougie, right? And, and. I don't know. It's it's ethical. It's not like it's not ethical, but it just it's it's such a, kind of a sense of entitlement. But I guess maybe you earn it. I don't know. We'll, but but anyway. So anytime that they would call, boom, they would go right to the front of the line. So that's one customer segmentation, high value customers. You know, another one is biggest need, right? So if you can anything that you work your data with, and you can qu quickly tag your data with, say, you know, again, using this airline example. Let's say that all of the customers that are currently had their flights canceled go to the front of the line. Anyone who has a flight in the next 72 hours, you know, they they go to the to the bottom of the line, right? So it's not just longest in queue gets answered, but we're actually moving people around based on some business rules that we that we have. Special needs is an, is another one too. So, you know, everybody's, you know, had that maybe you you call to make a payment. Maybe you're a day late on your payment and then instantly, as soon as you call, boom, you go to collections, right? So because they, they flagged your account as a collection account, it moves to there. Same thing could, be, could happen just like on the good end, right? Going to a concierge, going going somewhere that's, you know, puts you up on the line. This can also take you to a different department um, that the company wants to talk to you about. 
lot of things that you can do with data. All right. The other thing is I've given this example a couple of times, but I think it's really cool. And it's, it's one of the things that, you know, I think really shows how powerful this is. So we have a client and they have thousands of financial advisors. They have lots of different ways to get these advisors appointments. One of the ways, right, is, is to have outbound or emails or direct mail customer calls in to schedule an appointment. So we don't want to just be a, you know, a, a blanket. Hey, thank you for calling financial advisors, Inc. We wanted, they wanted us to be able to answer the phone with their actual financial advisor that this customer has. So we said, okay, so they use Salesforce. So as calls come in, right, that one millisecond, it goes and looks at the data, looks at the Annie, right, looks at the phone number, finds the phone number of the record of that customer, finds what financial advisor they have, and then that data then goes to our rep on their screen, pops the screen with proper scripting and with, you know, what financial advisors they can answer. Thank you for calling you know, Susan Drones uh, Finance Department or, or Financial Services Company. Um, so any of that, any piece of data now, you know, we are able to route calls to not only, you know, pop screens and pop data, but maybe I have dealt with this customer three or four times. So I'm going to be the first look to get that call so that they hear my voice again. So I think that that just kind of improves the customer experience um, and gets a little bit of familiarity with it. There's a lot of you know, unique things that are coming. I just kind of demoed with a company in Pittsburgh, um, and they are looking to do voice, voice, voice. Oh my gosh, voice authentication you know, without any setup. Um, just basically not fully authenticate, but basically be able to tell you, hey, this is a female between the ages of 35 and 42 be able to tell inflection in their voice and give a you know a 92 or 97% chance that this is that customer. So using voice um, to authenticate is nothing new. Um, using voice now to route, you know, nice CX1 has, has worked and talked with, you know, using personality and personality traits you know, based on voice and based on past experiences that you've had. And then, you know, utilizing that to to then route calls to a specific agent, right? We know there's certain agents that are are super nice and super friendly. We know there's, there's certain agents that maybe are more to the point. If we can match those personalities, right, together, I think, again, we're just improving that customer experience. Nathan here has a question. How is new data implemented into the system? So everything that you, your CRM has to be on point, right? It's, it's kind of whatever you put in, if it's good going in, it's going to be good coming out. If it's garbage going in, it's garbage going out. So it, it's it's all about the data, right? All we are doing is utilizing that data to route calls. But, you know, your CRM has to be on point. Your customer information has to be on point. I think the good way is you can update records really fast in a database, right? So if, if we say, hey, we want to take these, you know, 10,000 customers and offer them a special promotion, with a recording, uh, you know, we can update that in one second. So then when they call, maybe they hear a special recording and we don't have to really do anything, you know, other than just, you know, making sure that our data is right from a really quick 
setup and, and standpoint. So I think working with data is much easier than working with the telephony piece. And I think it's much quick. I, I shouldn't say more difficult. It's quicker because it's just, it's just working in a database. And if you're good at that, um, you know, there's, there's, it's again, the art and the science of this thing. You can really be an artist with, with a lot of the data and the things that, that you're doing. Other things that happen, let's just talk about in queue, right? So not so much from a routing standpoint, but, you know, we've all heard of their, their virtual callbacks, right? So to be able to implement, um, if you're a minute 30 or two minutes in queue, uh, to have that, that voice come up to, hey, would you like your place in line saved? And when, you know, you get up to uh, the agent, we'll make a, a call to you. Those are really good from a customer experience standpoint. We have seen, you know, sentiment scores raised about 20%. You know, when a customer has come to ours where we've implemented that, where we know we were going to have queues on Monday, Tuesdays, like, you know, from a budgetary standpoint, they knew we were going to queue. Uh, but being able to implement those kind of things from a customer experience standpoint, um, raised our sentiment scores or raised their, their, their clients' sentiment scores, you know, 15 to 20%. So I think that that is a, a unique tool that we're utilizing in, in queue. The other things that, you know, I think are really, really cool is, and I know most platforms have something like this. In fact, what the heck? It was the business advocate. That's what it was. It's was called the business advocate. It was a, Avaya had this product and this was, we're talking like early 2000s. And I thought it was like the most genius thing ever. And basically what it does is let's say we have multiple queues. You know, you have, let's say customer support and let's just, yeah, let's just do this easy. I, Cause I always give like four or five different skills and I get confused. So let's just say we have sales and we have service and we know that we probably want our sales calls or most organizations probably want their sales calls, you know, answered before their service calls. Now, again, I'm simplifying this. I understand that we could use skills-based routing and we could prioritize different agents, but let's say, you know, it gets too confusing, right? Um, Cause again, I'm only using two skills, but this, this could be done over 10. We need this to be at a 90, 10. So 90% of the calls in our sales queue, 90% of the calls answer within 10 seconds or less. And this, we want an 80, 30, 80% of the calls answer within 30 seconds or less. So what the business advocate did and now what, a lot of these platforms, CX1 calls it workforce intelligence, is it's using AI and it's using algorithms to basically predict a queue, you know, and it can look at things like workforce management, your forecasts, you know, your interval forecast to say, understand what time periods, you know, are the heaviest times, when it's expecting calls, what it's seeing in the IVR. So it's taking all this data into account and without a human being, it can move agents over, right, from your from your service queue or skill to make sure that we stay at this 90, 10. So it's moving them back and forth kind of all day long, right? Making sure that this is as close as it can be to an 80, 30, but our priority is this to be a 90, 10. So again, super simple example, but can you imagine this? If you have, you know, 20 skills and there's five of them that you need to guarantee a specific service level, or you want the best service level and you don't want to have your, you know, your supervisors or your managers all day long, moving people in and out. Well, this is a way that, you know, I can almost say to a client, I can guarantee you a service level, you know, to a certain extent based on staffing because of workforce intelligence. We can do that on service level. You can do this on handle time. So let's say you have a new agent and we say, hey, if anytime the new agent 
if their handle time goes over six minutes, we're going to drop their priority level down from, you know, one where everybody's at to maybe a three so that they start to take less calls. And then once they work their handle time back down, you know, to that, that 5.59, boom, they go back to a one and they can start to take calls. Kind of routing because you're, you're, you're kind of telling the system where calls are going to and you're trying to get the customer to the best agent or at least to the business rule that we're trying to have, right? Whether it be a service level or a handle time with that. So I think that's a really cool and unique way to, to kind of look at how we route calls as well. So again, that is very general. I mean, I could talk on this stuff really all day long, but again, I think the, the main point of this is to, in 2023, if you don't have your, your telephony and your data integrated, you need to look to do that. You need to look to build that out. It's not that expensive, even from a programming standpoint. If you have one of the high-end telephony platforms, if you have a the nice CX1, the Genesis, the 5.9, the TalkDesk, the, the UJet, the you know Amazon Connect, any of those, right, we'll have pre-built integrations already into Salesforce, Zoho, Zendesk, and a, and a, a wide variety, you know, teams, wide variety, Microsoft Dynamics, I can keep going on, of CRMs. And then it may take a little bit more work if you have your own proprietary system. You know, I think that that's something that you could do, especially if we have an economic, a little bit of a downturn, right? Um, you Maybe you have some budget, but it's not as big as it was. It's a great way to spend budget that you'll absolutely improve your customer experience and it will open your eyes to a lot of different ways to to route specifically to either specific agents or have certain customers segmented um, that you can improve, you know, customer experience from maybe high value or somebody who's really, really in need at that time. So that's kind of what I got for you guys for today. Again, this this whole snowstorm, snowmageddon has just spurred so many different thoughts and things that I think can add some value as I've been kind of thinking, well, like, what would I do? You know, if I was the call center manager, if I was in charge of that floor, you know, out uh, at Southwest, not only what I would do now, right, but what are some of the things that, you know, in the future from an infrastructure standpoint, do we really need to look at? And I think there'll be studies and talks about this in, in kind of our industry for a very, very long time. Um, but these are just some of my uh, my initial thoughts. So, again, I will not be doing another podcast uh, this year. Uh, so it is, again, as I do this, it's the, the 28th of December. So I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Have a great new year. I will talk to all of you guys in uh, in 2023.